This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 24. <laughs> I am Maz and I'm joined by the lovely duo that is Ben and Ryan Adson. Ryan. How are we doing, chaps? Uh, Very good. I want everyone that's watching on video to be able to see my hands are here at all times, so I'm not touching my laptop. So I have a very temperamental adapter that I'm currently yeah. using. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and every time I touch it, it seems to just disconnect and the whole podcast has to stop. So Unlike Matoma, everything Ryan touches turns to shit. <laughs> very good pretty much very good, with this adapter Forest. that is absolutely true love it well boys um we've been on a fantastic run recently um and i know we didn't lose we, we got mm. a draw but you know uh maybe a f- i saw a few fans o- online and you know going a bit bit mental a bit over the top about a draw against leicester which mm. is not even bad but and certain players uh, as well yeah and certain players as well but i'm sure we'll get on to it but so yeah annoying. um Two all draw, which I, th- I thought personally, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into it, uh, that we dominated pre- pretty much from start to finish. I know, first half was pretty even, but then second half, I thought we were all over them and we should have really won the game. But yeah. Ryan, we'll start with you. How was your trip up to Leicester? And uh, what do you think, just a recap <laughs> of the game in general? My trip up to Leicester wasn't up to Leicester, luckily, so it's down to Leicester. But it was oh, good. of course. It from- was, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> very, the very lucky cheat code <laughs> that is. Um, but... Yes, no, it was a um, decent trip, actually, to be fair. But no, the game itself, where we were sat, was very lucky. Because last season, it was a bit, I was a bit too far away. I don't like being right at the back, but I don't like being right at the front. So luckily today, I picked it quite nicely of being sort of bang in the middle. But no, it was good. It was a, a good day out. But then I guess, I don't know, you're, you're always disappointed because you don't win the game nowadays. Because I think I said it to mm. my dad. I said, look, we've set the standards so high that we're just used to, dominating football and winning games and now that we're not winning a game it's almost like you can see where this almost fake meltdowns come from on so twitter it's it's it's, it's mad really the, the the standard's so high you know but i can't be too disappointed because we were losing the game 2-1 up, up until sort of pretty much the last minute so look we've got we've got to take the positives and move on haven't we graham but no it's uh definitely <laughs> definitely a lot of positives to take yeah and ben um you also yeah, I think, trip, of course yeah yeah we actually drove um I think the three people I went with, um, I think they were doing dry jam. 
Um, so I only have I one hope so, mate. <laughs> probably, probably wouldn't have made it there otherwise. <laughs> Baiting them all out, mate. Yeah. Yeah, um, glad to, yeah. yeah, we uh, only have one pint, which was, you know, it's good. It's a good away day. It's actually nice to come back feeling fresh. Uh, but no, it was, yeah, it was good fun. Um, as I think for the first time in ages, I was actually like right next to the home end. I'm normally somehow placed within the middle of the away fans, but we were literally like an arm's reach to the away fans. So that was quite fun. It was like being young again, just giving it, to, <laughs> giving it to them and then giving it to us. And obviously we got the last laugh, which was perfect because they were proper giving it to us, obviously, when they got their mm. second goal. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I like what Brian said. Oh, it drives oh, me insane. It drives me insane. I'm just like, fucking hell, man. It's horrendous. Imagine if you're losing like 7-1 to Leicester every single time. I mean, if you were still in the stadium at 7-1, I'd Yeah, you got to be. you got to be. It's a bit like Bayern Munich. They have that goal song and like whenever they batter someone, it goes... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but no, it was it was a good and yeah, it was a good game. Um, yeah. It's exciting game, and it was just a shame it went to shit when Lallana got injured. Yeah, yeah, hundred mm. percent. Well, let, let's talk about the first goal first, um, of course. Now, what an absolute finish, and of course, Corolla. what a player Matoma is. I think every week now we're just talking about how good Matoma yeah. is and running um, out of superlatives. Exactly, great word. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's just a testament, I think, to the player. He just gets better every week. I think we're lucky to have him. Um, one of the most exciting midfielders or forward players in the league right now. And 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 what I've noticed as well is a lot of rival fans actually talking about Matoma. They're like, that Matoma's a yeah. baller. Which, mm. I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, let's start with you, Ryan. Like, Did you expect him to have this kind of impact in the Premier League so quickly? I, I wouldn't have expected it, but I don't think anyone could have done. But as I said, like he, he's so efficient with everything that he does. It's so productive. Every run's... Very good. Every time he takes on a player, you're, you're fancying him. So I just think that we haven't seen someone quite like him since the Izquierdo knockout days of you out and out wingers, right? We haven't really done that, especially under Potter. Sort of dropped the whole wingers thing. Chris Uton was very much counter-attacking wingers, wasn't he? Whereas now we've got these... I mean, I know Solly didn't have his best game yesterday, but him and Solly in recent weeks have been so too hot to handle. Um, but Matoma is just unbelievable. The way he uses the space that he gets is is immense to watch. And, and equally, as is, 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 is a Stupinian, that was a bit of a mouthful. But yeah, a Stupinian and, and Matoma working together is like unbelievable. It's just the, ugh, too good. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno and Knockout. And, and Ben, again, same question. Did you expect him to have the kind of impact so quickly? Don't, no, absolutely not. We saw glimpses, didn't we, when Potter started introducing him, 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 him to the team, like very slowly and mm. bit by bit. But um, no, I didn't expect him to be the player he is so quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, obviously Trossard joining Arsenal. Even Arsenal fans were saying we bought the wrong Brighton player. Um, <laughs> Arsenal fans wanted Matoma. Um, obviously, Matoma has been a short lifespan in the Premier League so far. It could go to shit, but I don't think it will. He seems like a proper, proper player. And obviously on Trossard's departure and obviously Matoma coming through, <laughs> this was the first game since Trossard's official departure. And there were a couple of new songs that I heard. <laughs> and um, one of them was, uh, okay, I'll just sing it. So it goes, um, who's that man from Argentina? Who's that man we all adore? Ali Mack is a name and he scores a goal um, again. And we won't be mentioning Trossard anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, okay, that's a good song. Uh, Ryan, out of 10, what would you rate that song? 
Yes, it's decent. I think I, I don't. I don't like Slate and Trossard too much, but it's all right. I like. I found the one where yeah. it's that wake me up before you go go. Who needs Potter when you got? Roberto, That's what I was going to get to quite a lot, and that one was quite funny because oh, you know, it's a bit of a oh, universal I thought it was hate there. Matoma. I thought it was Matoma. I no. thought they said who wake me up before you go go. Who needs Potter when you um, got? Who needs Trossard when you've got Matoma? Fucking hell! No, I thought it was they were saying Matoma. Translation sure? as it went round. Yeah, 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 I am, I am very sure because it started like up in, but just above me, like a few rows above me. Yeah. Some lad started it, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, okay, I'm getting that now." And then it sort of went round. It must have been lost by the time it got round to you, right? Yeah, <laughs> people were singing Matoma behind me, and I was like, "It doesn't oh, even really? rhyme. How are you going to take a George <laughs> no, Michael no, Wham song and no, then go cross on Matoma?" So it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank God you said that because I was like, Chelsea fans would even come up with a better song than that. The Matoma one. I was like, "How are you trying to rhyme Trosser with Matoma?" But thank God, because <laughs> I was doubting, I was doubting our fans for a second. So thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> fine. All right. Uh, that was yeah. That was going to be my point. But um, yes, Matoma's brilliant. Man, to answer your question. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, for the tangent, yeah. I, 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 did. I did. I did enjoy that tangent. I did enjoy, yeah. enjoy the tangent. Um, so before wait, before I go on to the equaliser, which I wasn't. I thought it was quite very scrappy. But before I get on to that. Um, what I was going to say to you boys was the starting lineup. Now, uh, obviously, Welbeck was yeah. preferred over Ferguson, and also in centre back Van Heck over Webster. Now, questions, uh, and we'll start with you, Ben, on this one. Do you think Deserby made the right call on both of those? So let's start with uh, Welbeck and uh, Ferguson, and then we'll go to Van Heck and Webster. What What were your um, thoughts? It's easy to be wise afterwards and say, well, Evan Ferguson should have started. But to be well, fair, when I, when I saw the lineup, I did say, well, yeah. Evan Ferguson should be starting ahead of Welbeck. Um, yeah. But Welbeck still does add brilliant qualities to the team. And you can't, deny, you can't deny that. Obviously, Evan Ferguson scoring has helped everyone's arguments of wanting Evan Ferguson to score. But mm. there's a reason why Roberto Deserby probably did start Welbeck over him, probably for experience and that sort of thing. Um, and then in terms of Van Heck starting over Webster, I wasn't surprised because obviously Webster's, I guess, maybe not match sharp currently and Deserby probably just didn't yeah. think that. Um, Van Heck had a really, really good game against Middlesbrough and obviously Deserby thought, right, it's your time to jump in in the Premier League. Had a funny, funny, funny 10 seconds with the Harvey Barnes goal. Yeah. It was a poor clearance, which led to his, his goal. Um, maybe a couple shaky moments, but I think everyone attacking Van Heck saying he's nothing of the player that he was against yeah. Middlesbrough or Middlesbrough was his level. I think that's yeah. very, very it, harsh. Young centre-back. Yeah. yeah. Your, was it your first ever Premier League star? star and, yeah. you, you know, you can't expect him to be the, the the polished item. But yeah, Ryan, what were your thoughts on yeah, both the Van Heck starting and Welbeck starting as well? Yeah, mate, I hope for um, JP's own self that he hasn't looked through Twitter too much because I, I would feel bad for him if he read some of the stuff last night because it was so reactionary. It was so silly. I mean, to to call him out, like, you know, I, I know that he did go missing for that second goal and you can put the blame down to him for leaving his man, but I he's going to know that himself. He's going to be kicking himself when he watches the replays of that. He's going to be saying, oh my God, how what have I done there? I'm completely sleeping. Fine, right? It's a mistake. And you expect it. He's his first game ever, as you say, and you can't be too critical on him and as I thought before the game I was quite happy with it as you say Webster's been out for such a long time that mm. it wasn't a surprise to see him not match fit enough to be able to start especially at Leicester it's a bit of a curse one for us isn't it the king power we never seem to win there anyway so 
you know, it was it's not like something I can really hold against him for not winning against Leicester and, and costing us a goal because look, it's it's just a tough one. But I think with Ferguson, yes, managing his minutes, he's eighteen years old and all that. But you know, yeah. I, I get the reasoning behind it, but it's so clear to see that he's just levels as a as a forward. I mean yeah. as he comes on the, the way he took that header was was you know, he has box he has Welbeck's really. qualities and more, doesn't he? Because he has like yes, you said, definitely. he links up well like Welbeck does and he's a target man like Welbeck can be, but he's got that extra bit of pace and yeah, he just seems yeah. to know. And he knows where the goal is. The there, there we go. go. It's critical. There we go. <laughs> well, um, just to give my, my opinion on it all, um, I, th- I think, yeah, I think he made the right calls, essentially. Uh, maybe the Ferguson one I'm a bit torn torn about. Um, but, yeah. like, yeah, you can see what you can see his reasoning behind each decision. Like, deserve his reasoning. It's like, okay, cool. Definitely. Yep, like you said, Van Hick, match fit. Uh, he's been sharp, had good performance against Middlesbrough. Like you said, Ben. And, you know, he, he gets a start. And then likewise, with Welbeck coming back from fitness, he's an experienced head. And also, yeah. let's be, like, if he'd won that penalty, we would be saying he won a penalty yeah. for us. And, you know, he's... And as you say, it's hindsight's game a wonderful thing, isn't it? I mean, you can... Yeah. Everyone's smart looking back, isn't it? But, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say now. But before the game, no one was really complaining, really. So, I, you know, you can't no, really hold it against exactly. us, to be honest. Mm. No. And, if and you're going to blame a Dutch... Sorry, if you're going to blame a Dutch defender that game... I'd have to say the only person you could point a finger at for a poor performance was surprisingly Veltman, of all people. The guy that brings in a 7 out of 10 game every single match. I think he was, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't really perform to his level. I, th- I did find that move quite strange, crosses, actually, Ben. Like, a few why we didn't things. have, um, what's his name, Billy Gilmore come in. I, I don't get the, I don't get Billy Gilmore's situation. I find it really odd because, mm. you know, taking out Lalana, he was running that game up until when he went off mm. and then, to lose him was so obvious and I thought if you're going to replace him with anyone surely a like for like at that point in the game was probably the best move but I know it's, it's easy to say again in hindsight and deserving us a lot more yeah. Yeah. or even do, bringing mm. or even bringing Lamptey on because obviously later in the game we brought Lamptey on and then moved Veltman to centre-back I thought maybe he could yeah. have made that, that a bit better. earlier because Veltman, yeah. Veltman was struggling down the right and yeah as soon as Lamptey came on he was making Luke, like, yeah, right. giving Luke Thomas a tough time I suppose Deserby probably yeah. wanted Pascal Gross. Well, I know he started him at uh, right ball, right wing back. Started getting right overrun, didn't he, Gross at times? Yeah, mm. yeah, and then maybe that's why he thought, right, let's get him back, sort of, you know, forward uh, into his more natural position. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, final thing on this, on the whole sort of Ferguson, Welbeck, um, mm. Van Heck, etc. Uh, who would you start next game? And Ryan, we'll start with you. Who out of those two positions in centre back and in striker? Who, who would you start for the next game? I mean, it's a it's the cup game, isn't it? So I don't know how much we'll go for it, but I'd imagine based on the team we power for Borough, I'm assuming we'll go quite strong. So I would say that Ferguson starts definitely. Um, I think he's earned his stripes now to to start every match. Um, you know, Welbeck has you know he did have some good moments, and I can't take that away from him. But I think if you come on and score a goal straight away and look fired up to score another one, then you're asking for a start next match. Um, but I'd still start Van Heck. I think I'd give him another go. I think that it's harsh to drop him straight away. It's going to do no good for his confidence to have a game and then be dropped. So in my opinion, anyway, I'd probably leave Van Heck in there. But it depends on how fit Webster is in the day. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Nice. Ben? Yeah, he won't have much to do against Liverpool. That's for sure, Van Heck. So I think just chuck him back in. Um, it's a shame, obviously, <laughs> we're missing two very, very key players to the team that absolutely spanked Liverpool 3-0. Um, obviously, I'm assuming Lallana's going to miss the Liverpool game with whatever injury he's picked up. Um, and yeah, obviously, Levi Carwell won't be probably... Well, yeah, I doubt he'll be playing again. So it looks like Van Heck will have to come in. Um, and yeah, maybe Pascal Gross will be going to that more... Well, fill in Lallana's position and Veltman might start or... 
even Lamptey, I think give it's the cup. Give Lamptey. Yeah, Tarek was good when he came on. Tarek was really good when he came on. You know, uh, I so, think he was probably our best winger in that game when he came on. Uh, I think yeah. Solly got a, um, a little bit lost in that, particularly that second half. I think he just lost his confidence after those two sort of shocking Seen misses that, way, yeah. that he had. Yeah. Uh, I think he just completely confidence went out the window. He was getting, um, he so was getting stick for slipping over as well, wasn't he? Which I found quite yeah, harsh. Like, harsh. Slipped over. Was, what, he can't do much about that with the, with the turf like yeah, that. It was, yeah. it was a horrible one. Yeah. And And... And talking of uh, Colwell as well, uh, it's been reported he'll be out for four <coughs> to six weeks, uh, which is, yeah, not not good because he, he was playing really well, uh, mm. obviously up until his injury. Ben, we'll start with you. Um, what, you th- what kind of impact do you think him, obviously I know we probably saw evidence of it yeah, against Leicester, but, but yeah, what, what do you think will be the implications of missing him for, for quite a long period? I have faith and say that Van Heck will turn around from that, my, well, that, Big mistake that he made. I mean, just remember, like when Levi Colwell came in for us, mm. I think he had a yeah. few decent Might minutes when he came on no. against Man United, and then he had some shaky times, um, mm. and then he come really, really good, and now he's a key player for us that we're gutted that we're missing. So, if I have faith that another centre back that we have in Van Heck should find his feet in the team. He's against, well, he's next to one of the best centre backs in the league, Lewis Dunk. So, I'm um, hopefully he will make amends of that one error that cost him. Nice. So I think it'll be all right. Ryan, do you, do you agree with yeah. that sentiment? Yeah, I think that the thing that you miss with Colwell is obviously that his, his passing ability is fantastic. So you're missing those sort of line breakers, you know, that he seems to make quite often. Um, and I think that's what cost us a lot. Um, but at the same time, we had a Stupinian almost starting to play midfield and actually something that should have picked up on with the first goal with Matoma was the way that Stupinian was essentially running in midfield to, yeah. you know, surge up. He was fantastic in that and he did that quite a bit. So, um, for that reason, I, I'm not too concerned on that perspective of Colwell because it's uh, something that uh, Stupinian is clearly capable of doing. Um, yeah. but yeah, Van Heck, We'll see. I think that, again, it's a, it's a confidence thing, right? You can't... These defenders, you know, Lewis Dunk was on loan at Bristol City at this age. Colwell obviously came in and struggled a little bit his first couple of games. Adam Webster, when we first signed in, was very shaky. He made a lot of mistakes. So, you know, it's, it's easy to say as a, as a progressive centre-back, mistakes are going to happen. That's just part of what football is. But, yeah, I'd still play him. Yeah. And, um, I, I, yeah, I think the only thing we'll miss with Colwell in that four to six weeks or however long he's out for, I think... Two things for me personally is um, obviously him being naturally left-footed. I think is a is a key yeah. thing for us. Um, and second of all, Definitely. just his athleticism. You know, he, he's a bit more mm. athletic and mobile than let's say the Webster, Dunk, Annie, and Van Heck. So yeah. I think that's the only two sort of big attributes we're going to miss with with Colwell. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you boys. I think I think I've got full faith in Van Heck and Deserby to be able to sort of see us through that period, and then hopefully we'll have a mm. fully fit squad to to kick on. Um, but yeah, then yeah. and then going to the penalty because we, we've boxed off the first sort of a uh, couple of goals. And then the penalty decision, obviously. I mean, I don't know about you boys. Obviously, in the stadium in the moment, I don't know what angles you guys had of that. And we'll start with Ben on that one. Did you have a good angle of it? Did you see um, it in real time? I had a good angle. Can't really remember too much. I, th- I think the fans, unless you've seen You're it. You're sober, Ben. I, I was, to be <laughs> fair. Um, but also, for the first 45 minutes, the sun was in our eyes. Um, although saying that, that was the second half. So that point is completely invalid. Um, so I'll restart. Um, no, I, I think I'll just concentrate on the Brighton players and their reactions. I think right. they went absolutely mental. It wasn't just like one or two players claiming it. Everyone was like, clear penalty. 
Um, and then when we thought it, the referee was going to go and check it for VAR, ends up booking Roberto De Zerbi, you're thinking, fucking hell, that's mm. completely gone the wrong way. Um, and then as soon as I got back uh, home, I looked and saw the replay and I thought, how on earth was that not given a penalty? That is the biggest robbery. And I saw the Soccer Saturday at lads, all of them in the studio are going penalty, penalty, penalty. And I think it was, um, it was that Scottish striker. He was reporting on it and he was like, Oh, they've yeah, not Boyd. given the, pe- yeah, Chris Boyd is like, Oh, they haven't given the penalty. And everyone just went, what? How on earth yeah. is that not a penalty? It's absurd. Yeah. I cannot believe we were robbed of that. And then that, you know, you could easily say that would have been our, well, second goal. Yeah, two- we could have oh, got a third goal. 100%. I think if that had been given and we scored that game, we go and win two, three, yeah. like three, one, four, one potentially, because we were absolutely dominating that game. Um, but yeah, yeah, but Ryan, what were your thoughts like in the, in the moment and obviously seeing it on the replays yeah. and stuff? I saw I got I had quite a good view of it to be fair and I think that I I actually thought it wasn't um I thought that Danny had sort of jumped over him and and that was it and I thought oh, okay I think Danny's just trying for something here but then judged on that as Ben says the reaction it was like okay maybe maybe then and, and after that the ref just sort of lost control of the whole game everyone was going wild I, I don't yeah. think anyone actually understood what was going on and then I was just a bit like just someone get control of this I don't care even know what's going to happen anymore just sort this out and it just became a bit of a mess but Deserby got booked um, watching it back on match of the day and everything like that maybe you could say it was but I still think it was quite soft but I think it was because he did get kicked um, I think none of the ball I, and all of the man I don't know. that's got to be a penalty yeah yeah, in the modern day, it's a pen. Yeah. And and talking of a mess, Ryan, with the referee situation, obviously VAR as always in the limelight. There's um, recently, I don't know if you boys saw it, it they are now going to be introducing in the, I believe it's uh, one of the competitions. Oh, uh, FIFA Club World, World Cup. FIFA World Club, that's World it. Club, They're going to be introducing, yeah. Um, yeah, communication with the fans and the referees. The referees going to mm. be mic'd up and yeah. we're going to know what's being said during VAR. Now, I thought that, that was really interesting when I heard about that's it. So I was like, good. okay, great. Because that's what we've all been screaming out for is the communication for when they go to VAR. It's like, right, what are they, what's being said? Why is that decision being given in that instance, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. hopefully that goes really well. They trial it. It goes really well. And hopefully it comes to the Premier League because I think, yeah, to, to go to your point, Ryan, about it being, you know, chaos. <laughs> Talking to Nunes uh, in a week's time. Mess. It's going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just chaos. And no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Um and there's no communication between the referees, VAR, and the fans, especially in the stadium. I think that's the key thing. In the stadium, you, you're always looking at the screen or you don't know what's going on. And you're like, well, why, why? And obviously people at home have got the yeah. lucky to see replays and you know, yeah. they, get, they get a bit more of context. But everyone in the stadium is like, what the hell is going on? Like, but being able to hear it will be, will be so good. Like The referee will be mm. held accountable so much more because you'll be able to hear yeah. the conversation of... So let's well, say if the referee the did thing, have to go it? and look at the screen, you'd always hear the referee say why he doesn't think it is. And obviously we'll still disagree with it because it was a penalty, but it'd be great to actually hear his opinion mm. as to why. Yeah, but they don't exactly, come out and, exactly, yeah. and people have even yeah. always said like referees should do post-match interviews and get interviewed on some of the decisions they've made or good decisions or yeah. bad decisions and they should be able to speak about it like a player or a manager would. But they don't. They just they make a poor decision and then they just get to referee the next game next week without yeah. anything going. Yeah, anything bad. Yeah, and it just—it's just no clarity over it either. I, I don't even understand half the stuff that they give. And like you know, I know that they come out and clarify everything, but it's just there's just too many rule changes and, and mistakes along the way to make me understand anything now. So um, you know, a bit more clarity is needed. But I, to be honest with you, I'm not convinced that 
the talking to the things even going to work because I know what it's like and it's just going to become a bit of a mess because whenever something tries to get implemented to the Premier League, it seems to be um, you know the, the worst version of the concept that they can think of. Um, <laughs> You'll hear Deserby so going gonna, mental. I can't wait You're to see that. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just know the, the whole... The whole uh, cause, do you know oh, what they'll have to do? They'll have to do on a delay, like a five-second five second delay because obviously oh, yeah. what they'll have to do is like, bleep the swear words well. if there is any. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, added time to the unless they've got oh, unless they've got time. um yeah added, uh, yeah that's yeah. a very good point we were talking about um, on the way home as well yeah so just yeah, going so forward um before we wrap up sort of the game and go on to uh, a few other things that we want to discuss of course we we've discussed the uh, Van Heck lack of concentration which we've gone through uh, but then finally mm. the final goal um and on Brian you've mentioned him a few times now but Estepinian and I've got a question that I want to ask Fantastic you both player. on Estepinian yeah he's been incredible the last. For a couple of months now, three months. Well, actually, basically since he signed, I thought I think he's been brilliant throughout. I know Ryan, a couple, well, about a month ago, you had your a few doubts, which I think a few other fans did as well. It wasn't first, just you on your that own. That first game, uh, he was did. a bit like, yeah, yeah, he was a bit try, trying too much. I think you could tell he was quality. I said at the time, mm. but I think he was just almost. He was he was almost like I'm a Champions League player and I'm going to try and do so many tricks and it, it sometimes is a little bit too much but yeah. he seems to have just narrowed that out of his game and it's just complete professionalism now. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And I think just from like that point and to now, he's just come on leaps and bounds, got better every game. It's like you know who thought when we saw Kukurea that we were going to have a, like a ready-made replacement upgrade. to come in and just yeah 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 essentially have an upgrade. So my question was something you've been um, is is he one of the leading, and I know we, we sort of always do this, compare them to like other players in the league, but do you think he's one of the best left back or left wing backs in the Premier League right now? And like, where do you, how, how far do you think his ceiling is? Like, how, how better can he get? Or is this sort of the level you expect? Um, I think he can get better. I do think he can get better. Where he ranks in the league, I'm trying to think of some full backs, left backs that will be better than him at the moment. It's a tough. Okay, it's quite tough. I mean, if you look at the classic clubs of the Man Uniteds and Cities and all that lot, some of their fullbacks aren't really in the best of form at the moment. You could argue Zinchenko has been very, very good when he's played um, for Arsenal. But he's definitely, yeah, I think he'd definitely be up there. Maybe top four left backs, if that's not mental to say in the Premier League at the moment. I think his ceiling is potentially playing for a club that does play in the top four or top six. He'll probably be... Maybe in a season or two, he'll be on that list. Yeah. Oh, like us. Yeah, please. He'll be in a Fabrizio Romano tweet saying Chelsea put in an £80 million bid for him probably in a couple of seasons. I think that is yeah. maybe his ceiling. But yeah, he's a terrific player. And yeah, one of the best left backs of the league at the terrific moment. Terrific little player. Terrific. Player. Uh, and Ryan, would you agree with Ben's comments? Yeah, I think top three, to be honest. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's just the way that we seem to have... Our systems always seem to complement our players the best and they play out of their skin for us. But, um, you know, you see, you look around at the moment, Haaland's got a hat trick, by the way, just come up mad, as always. Get in but, <laughs> Sorry, <Triple>. sidetrack. <laughs> um, but the, yeah. Yeah, the way I look at it is Kukurea, look, we got rid of him and he was our player of the year last year, right? And we, we thought that there was no way we could get better than him. But then he didn't really get picked for that Spanish squad and we were always a bit like, you know, how come? And that noise is back again. I just had that then. It's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. Thought I'd just stop that in case it was bad for the viewers, but uh, I'll continue. Um, but yeah, the the way I look at it is we, we had Mark Kukurea at the time and we were like, we can't get much better than him. And to the get 60 odd million, we were thinking, you know, it could have even been 70 at that time. And, but now we look at it and Estupinian, the way he plays, isn't just as a left back. He can, As I say, he comes in midfield. He, he plays passes that are 
borderline impossible at times. He tries to break the lines, but does it regularly. And the the passes through, especially to players like Matoma and like Evan Ferguson, who like to run in behind, it, it does work very, very well. And, and he has a good link up with Moises Caicedo too. Yep. Oh, Ben, you're on mute, mate. <laughs> ben, classic. you're on mute, mate. <laughs> so, what, what, <laughs> that's classic. Um, what, yeah, what an assist for Evan Ferguson's goal, though, as well. Brilliant cross. Yeah, yes. incredible. Qu- and a great header crosser. from Ferguson as well. Mm. Yeah. Where do you uh, rank him? Yeah, can't big him up enough. I think, I've listened to Ryan, yeah, I could probably say even, yeah, but instead of saying top four, I'd probably say top three. I'm really struggling yeah. to think of yeah. a left back that's better than him at the moment. Well, that, that's, the, that's the thing. Fullback. It's like, you look, yeah, like you said, Ben, if you look at the top clubs, I'm struggling to think, like an Andy Roberts, like Robertson at Liverpool, out of form. Um, Cancelo out of form. Cancelo, well, I don't think he's out of form to be fair, but he's just not. He's just not playing him for some. He's not as good as him. (laughs) When he has played, um, he has been pretty poor. Yeah, would you say? um, Yeah, you've got Man United's Luke Shaw. He's better than Luke Shaw. Oh yeah. Who else you got? Can't even think now. I think think, yeah, Luke Shaw's probably up there at the moment. The the one that's standing out to me, and he's not a left back, but uh, if we're talking about fullbacks, I think Rico Lewis at. Man City obviously is playing very well at the moment, but he's super young. Yeah. He's still you know up and coming. He's not, he's yeah, not proven. But if you talk about fullbacks in general, but no, I, yeah, I, I'd put him. I'd, like I said, I'm struggling to think of any other left back. So I'd put him top three, yeah. top three, top top five, easy. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any uh, you know better <laughs> ones out there at the moment, unless we're just going mind blank. And I'm sure if you know, do you know what? If whoever's listening and watching in the comments, <laughs> yeah, let us know please. if there is anyone be- better at left back. Um, mm. Uh, in the Premier League at the moment or, or where you think Estepinian ranks. Um, but there you go. Right. And then, yeah, so, so just to sort of summarise on the game then, yeah, two all, I, I thought personally we absolutely dominated the game. I feel like we should have got three yes. points. Um, but Leicester, you know, hit us, you know, they, they, they took their chances to be fair. They were quite clinical when they got got a chance. Mm. And I suppose we just, yeah, obviously we had a... Two uh, mistakes really, wasn't it, from us? Yeah, two mistakes. Yeah, scra- first one was scrappy and obviously mm. we all, we know... What happened with the Van Heck uh, situation on the second goal? And yeah, they just yeah. took their chances, and, and we were just um, yeah, we were unlucky, I suppose. It was one of those games where mm. it could, it could, we could easily won, but yeah, just one of those. But days, to see a worldie like that from Matoma, yeah, that that was special. Yeah. That was that was. Yeah. Cool. See, like, I think everyone was celebrating like you, before you it went in the top corner. Didn't they? Yeah, just it's went like ballistic. that extra thing that you didn't know he could do if you know what I mean like he's we know mm. he's a great dribbler we know he's a great runner yeah. we know he's great on the ball we know he can cross we know he can do pretty much everything can he shoot from he's outside right the box yeah he can foot. he can head so, the ball you know what I mean so I don't know yeah well can he head the ball it moves away he can no, no so it's but, a Gary yeah. Neville thing about Mason Greenwood no I know I know, I know. <laughs> um, I've said it before right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he definitely can't head the ball with Toma <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. then um and then yeah, uh, so going on to the transfer transfers obviously is still what eight days left, nine days left of Sign the transfer window, yep. and um, yeah, of course the only one we've let's start with departures first. Obviously Trossard, uh, we all know is confirmed gone. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye bye. Just quickly, boys, we'll, we'll start with uh, Ben. Yeah, do you think it's a good move for us? Uh, as in, sorry, good move for Arsenal. And do you think we did we made the right decision in selling him and also the, the twenty seven million pound fee as well, which mm. I thought was fantastic. Uh, twenty seven yeah, million in the bank. Tony Bloom's having a wank. Um, it was a great deal for both parties, really, because they needed a player like that, someone that can come off the bench. He will be a bench player. I'll be surprised if he isn't, um, because of the way it all Imagine their front three are playing at the moment. Well, the team's being in. 10 minutes, won't they? We'll have a look at it. Uh, if we're yeah, still on in 10 we'll minutes' time, we'll see minute. Trossard start. <laughs> <laughs> they will have known. They will have known the result by now, by the time they're watching this, to be fair. He might have scored. Yeah, Who knows? Minute. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a great, it's a great deal for him. It's a great, great deal for him, I think. Yeah. And for us, brilliant. Yeah. Like, yes, he has 
six months remaining could have extended it but why would you extend it when he wants to leave so yeah it's a brilliant yeah. brilliant deal for all parties and it happened really quickly as a a great yeah. deal um pleasure doing business with you arsenal once again yeah and ryan <laughs> um yeah no um it's a good deal for everyone isn't it really as you say we've got our money he got his move we knew he wanted to go to arsenal from the beginning so it's not a surprise to see him go there arsenal have got what they needed they've got their backup forward um and yeah i just think that we've we've all just sort of come away with a smile on our faces i'd say i think that yeah okay it's frustrating the way that trossard left and don't get me wrong i would have liked it to end in a better circumstance but at the same time, things happen. It's football in it. It's modern football these days. Um, we should expect my agents to get carried away and force moves for players nowadays. So, look, as I say, he got his upgrade. He got what he wanted. He's at a big club. He has the potential to win a Premier League. And I'm happy for him. And I hope he does do well there. I haven't got any sour yeah. feelings towards him. As I say, I know it ended poorly. But we move on with it. And I'm not too I'm not too upset. Unless on he obviously line. comes out and slates us. But it's all good. On, um, on the way he left, I've, a little birdie told me, in the know, come on, let's hashtag it. Um, so someone told me that he so that when he left training early is because he I oh know it's because he said it's because he said he uh, he had like a issue with his knee or something like that so then he left training early to go into the doctor's bit or whatever uh, had a scan and they said there's no issues so when Deserby found out um, and he was obviously saying no there is an issue there is an issue and all the doctors were saying there's no issue so that's when he left early without being told he could leave. I thought it was his calf, um, Deserby. So I, think, yeah, was a, I think, yeah, it was yeah. a calf thing, but it wasn't actually an issue with the, when they had a scan or whatever. Yeah. And obviously that led to the... Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that, that was a horrendous beat. Maz, what's um, happening to your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maz's mic has messed up like four times. I don't even know what's going on. That's right, I've moved it. Um, and then, yeah, so then obviously Lalana had the bus up with him as well. We, we learned that Lalana was the player that he had the bus up with, which is interesting. And it shows how much of a leader Lalana is for for our club Adam. and yeah it's great to see and obviously the impacts when he left against Leicester you can see how much of a leader he is and Defo. Yeah. how much we're I, how much yeah, worth all that I think I think with Trossard for me was yeah the way he the way he left was was not good like you know leaving the country no. your agent coming out and speaking badly about the club like yeah it, it did yeah. end on a very sad note and I don't condone that behaviour because then also it sets a bad precedent to other players it's like well if he's done that to force a move I'm going to do the same and like just people around yeah. you and all that kind of stuff but on the playing side and as a player and I think he did have a genuine love for the club but I don't think he left like Ryan says yeah. like, left he was on, a stroppy guy uh, but any was, bad feelings was, oh, yeah I think that's just mm. him I don't know I think it's just him yeah, I, I think I, I always said I don't know how to read Trossard he's, he's just a bit of a, a grumpy guy but I don't know no, exactly. And I think, I feel like with him, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a real shame how he conducted himself or him and his agent conducted themselves when they were leaving. But all the time yeah. prior to that, the memories he gave us, the goals he scored, the performances, some of the, some of the performances, I know he's inconsistent <laughs> at times, but most of the time he put in some really good performances for us. So yeah, like, uh, yeah, like Ryan, I, I don't on. have any feelings towards him. I think it was a great move all round, really good deal for us. Um, and, and it fills a, a hole for, for Arsenal in their sort of, you know, supporting Martinelli and Saka in those kind of forward positions. So, yeah, I think a fantastic deal all round. Um, but going on to incomings, uh, we have signed mm -hmm. the Swedish, uh, is he a midfielder, forward player? Um, the green deal midfielder. I, I yeah, think midfielder. we will sign him. Yeah. Um, Ayari. Uh, Yasin Ayari. Uh, so yeah, I believe is it we're having he's coming in for a uh, medical this week. I believe. Uh, if, yeah, that's if, right. Uh, the reports are true. So yeah, um, a midfielder. I'll be honest. I don't know much about him. Uh, I just know that I've, I've read a few things about him, and apparently he's made his international uh, 
full senior international appearance already, which is, I mean, for any 19-year-old to, to make their appearance so young, I think, full squad level. Yeah, so, I mean, it shows that he's a very good player. I think he's very highly rated in the Alsvenskan uh, <laughs> league. So, yeah, I- I'm excited about him. Boys, do you know much more? I know Ben's probably done his FIFA scouting. Um, <laughs> I haven't. I need to have a look at my football manager stats and see what he's saying. But I thought it was quite, it was a, quite a funny. A Some of the Arsenal fans were saying, they were like, um, how Brighton already signed Trossard's replacement. <laughs> I just thought that was quite funny um, with everything that's going <laughs> on. We're, we get, we're getting memed, we we're getting memed hard. But that guy's jokes are loving us at the moment. Yeah, I know. Um, it's class. Yeah. I don't, yeah, but I don't know too much about him, to be fair. He looks cool. So he must be good. <laughs> Ryan, you're Fair. probably. Um, <laughs> We've got a cool name, so he must be all right. Um, no, yeah, he, I've done. I've done some research. Um, I've looked at his sort of heat maps where he plays centre midfielder, um, bit of a box to box, I believe, number eight. So I, I believe he's quite similar to Enoch Mwepu, um but a bit, a bit of a younger one. Um, but I do believe if he does come in, we'd have to loan him out to get a work permit potentially. Uh, but there is a chance he can get it. It's the history of the. Brethren. So it's not like it's not like set in stone he's going to get loaned so which is you know but Deserbi as we know has been throwing in players at aged 18 not let alone 19 so there's a good chance that he could be playing but um, yeah we'll see I, he looks like a very good player and, and I fully expect him to be because it's our scout report and I expect yeah. that our scouts have found another gem in the rough um, this time in Sweden so he's going to be great at USG for the second another season that's for sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, before, before we go uh, with another potential incoming uh, that's actually remind me Ryan um, so I made a graphic for Seagull Social of course if you're not following on Instagram make sure you're following what are you doing uh, uh, yeah what are you doing get on Seagull Social but I made a graphic which um, was and, and this is not including our youth academy, our, our youth team. Uh, this is purely just like players in and around the first team squad. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I collated a whole list of under 23 players and I'll just quickly read them through and we can all just revel in the potential uh, that we've got at Brighton of Albion at the moment. So going okay. from youngest to oldest, Evan Ferguson, 18, Inkiso, 18, Bonatone, 18, Kozlowski, 19, Samiento, 20, <laughs> Adingra, <laughs> Bonanotto. Did, did I say that? Bonanotto? Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Kozlowski, 19, <laughs> Samiento, 20, Adingra, 21, Caicedo, 21, Gilmore, 21, Simmer, 21, and Lamptey, 22, and of course Van Heck, 22 as well. Um, so yeah, just that list there. A few of them are out on loan. Um, of course, a lot of them are at, at the squad uh, in the squad at the moment. So just yeah, I just wanted to highlight how exciting it is to be a Brighton fan right now because like mm. just coming through is a lot of players. I suppose the big question is how do you fit them all in? Um, but the, that's the why we've got a second team in Belgium. <laughs> yeah, that's how we fit them in. We're like we're like the new Chelsea, aren't we? Where they just send everyone yeah. out to to the Netherlands. Uh, we just get to Belgium now. So it's, yeah, uh, it's kind of like that. Well, who would yeah. who did they used to say everyone that uh, Vitesse, Vitesse Arnhem, Vitesse, yeah, Vitesse Arnhem. Yeah, yeah. I think they still do it now. To be fair, yeah. Mason, um, Mason yeah. Mount was Mason at Vitesse, Mount. which was just yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, but then and then another incoming uh, Nicolo Zaniolo, who's please, uh, please. a Roma player. He's very uh, injury prone. What in the career mode is this? Uh, but <laughs> I know. but we, we we like an injury prone player in a Lalana and a Welbeck of course. So he would fit the mould <laughs> at Brighton, which yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's a very exciting player. Like he play, he's played for Italy numerous times. He's very highly rated, yeah. um, and right. he's an exciting young player. But do we think it's realistic? Do you see that move happening? Ryan, we'll start with you. 
I don't, if I'm honest. Uh, I, I believe that Spurs and PSG also want him. Um, they want 35 million at least. So, you know, for us to spend 35 million, I'd be extremely shocked. Um, mm. But at the same time, you never know. We do have the money. So it's not like the money's actually a problem for us, which is funny to say nowadays. Um, but at the same time, I doubt we'll try and break our wage structure for him. And also, as you mentioned, he is injury prone. But the way I look at that is, you know, as you say, we've signed Alana, we've signed Welbeck, and we've got some really good minutes out of them and they've become important players for us. So I wouldn't be against him at all. And it's definitely a position we need is, you know, we saw when, when Lallana went off as to how much we need him. And um, Zaniolo is exactly that and probably a lot more too. Uh, as you say, keeping him fit. He's had two ACL injuries in the last sort of three or four years. So we've just mm. got to hope that 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 doesn't hold him back too much. But he does, I think if it wasn't for the injuries, he would be like a 60, 70 million pound player at least. So um, I yeah, think it's I, definitely I remember, a talent worth gambling on. Yeah, I, I remember signing him all the time on Football Manager, doing a Ben. Uh, he's yeah. a wonder kid on every Football yeah. Manager. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, he got his, got his injuries. Uh, those ACLs just absolutely done him for six, I think. But yeah, ho- hopefully, like just, don't just lose talent, player. No, he's, exactly. Um, but I mean... Yeah, you've got to think about the impact. So two ACL injuries, like they are very big injuries. They're not just, you know, like big a hamstring injuries. pull. Um, mm. So yeah, you just wonder the impact it has on him. But if he's still, you know, got interest from PSG and Spurs, for example, then he's clearly yeah. a, a still and the good a thing very is, top player. You know, it sounds mad, but he's had two ACL injuries. He's had a couple of muscle strains and stuff, but it's not like he's had like a regular ongoing hamstring or something problem, which seemed to almost be worse in the long run for players. Sometimes you can have an ACL injury. I mean, I look at Van Dijk, he come back. I know that Liverpool are well off form at the moment, but he is a good example of players who can come back from him. Um, yeah. So I don't think that it's a be-all and end-all for him. And he's, he's still very young. So I think it's definitely, there's so much to there to gamble on I would say it's, it's certainly worth the money because if he does come and doesn't get injured again you know we could be tripling quadrupling our price tag for him in, mm-hmm. in a year or two's time yeah. he's so he's so versatile as well like he can play anywhere with front, front three I think he can play like behind the striker as well if we <clears throat> if we ever wanted yeah. to play him there and he, he's like six foot three six foot four he's not like a small technical player like he's, he's a very very tall player which yeah. is crazy for bit like the Havertz. technical ability he does yeah a bit like Havertz yeah it's a good it's a good comparison um, he scored in their f- the final when they uh, won the Conference League, I think, I believe. Uh, read that right. But yeah, and then he was going to join Spurs in the summer on like a loan deal option to buy thing. And then he, I think he dislocated his shoulder before the move. And then obviously Spurs oh, didn't want him. Like, how unlucky is that? <laughs> Which my, my friend put it perfectly. Like, he's an injury prone player, but that's a very freak injury to happen. If you're having all these ACL things yeah. and all of a sudden you dislocate your shoulder, like, it's a very, very big shame. He's made of glass, I think, literally. Yeah. We love players made of glass, but um, he Speaking obviously of made of glass. Oh, sorry. Cool. Oh, no, no, I was just going to. Yeah, one more point. Was, yeah, maybe thirty-five million with the money we have, we can probably afford it. But like you said, Ryan, the wages would be crazy because, like, I doubt he would accept ninety k. I think he would be looking for a lot more than that. that. That's my that's my big thing is with like Lalana. He obviously is on a big, big contract. Like he makes a lot, and mm. that'd be it's my worry. Is if we, yeah, that's my worry. If we sign another like injury prone player who's on a lot of money it's like how do we justify paying this guy so much and signing for a big fee as well if he's just going to be on the uh, you know on the injury table all the time so yeah, yeah it's an interesting one although speaking but, of uh, um, wall of glass yeah. not Liam Gallagher speaking of made of glass um, yeah I saw one on Notte 
um, got injured for Argentina under oh, 21s. Yeah. Uh, he got stretched off. Um, I, I saw the actual incident. He sort of went up for a header and sort of collided with the guy with his legs and then so fell back on his back. So it could be a precaution <sighs> thing, unless he has done a Neymar there in the World Cup or something. But it looks like it could be precaution. I don't know if there's any more updates. I, think he, I saw it yeah, like late last was, night. He's back with the squad um, now, isn't he? So they said that it was oh, all, got the all clear. Yeah, he got the all clear. He's back with the squad Oh, thank today. God for that. Yeah, okay, nice yeah. one. I didn't see that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that was, yeah, that was terrifying. I was like, really? <laughs> that's so, so unlucky. We just signed him. Yeah. And sorry, yeah. completely off topic as well, but kind of reminded me of that. And talking about the Zaniolo reminded me of Jakob Moda. I was watching the game yesterday and thinking, he's going to be back soon, I imagine. Where does he yeah. fit in? And if he does fit in, like we don't know if it's a Deserby player that can work well in the system. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does when he comes back or if yeah Roberto Zerbi I think he was definitely a Potter player I'm not going to lie just the way he was so versatile sort of played both fullback positions all across the midfield I don't know if Zerbi is the sort of guy to just throw anyone at fullback but we'll see I, I just feel like that was a very Potter thing to do um, whether mm. or not I'm right in saying that I don't know because I'm not a you know, football genius but I guess <laughs> I don't know I, I think that for me it doesn't seem like a Deserby player, but we'll see. I, I, I expect he'll probably come and start scoring hat-tricks now because that seems to be how Deserby works like players these days. He'll be like a new signing at this at this point. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah, It's been so Def- long. Definitely good for... Like, like uh, Ryan said, his versatility, I think, will come in handy 100%. We'll um, and come then finally, it, boys, sure. to, to wrap up... Um, to wrap up the pod of course we have got Liverpool in the FA Cup at home not another uh, which, one not another one um, just quickly uh, we'll, we'll go through your predictions how you see the game going and Ben we'll start with you on this one 3-0 um, who's going to score Solly March two goals and <laughs> I, I, can't, I was trying to make a joke but I can't even think, remember who scored the, the other goal um, against Welbeck. him was it Welbeck yeah of course so that's it all done um, but obviously, if hopefully we play a similar team, but like we said early in the pod, maybe two changes because of the injuries we've now got. Mm. Um, Liverpool, they still don't look great, but they played against Chelsea obviously yesterday. Wasn't a very good match. They didn't really show too much. Cody Gakpo seems mm. like he's learning how to play football. Yeah, Gakpo and Nunes in front of goal. <laughs> in really front of goal. Yeah, Played loads of opportunities wide. So they're still struggling in front of goal, but they do have yeah. the chaotic Nunes who will might be the difference for them this time coming to the Amex because obviously they didn't have him when we beat him 3-0 so I don't expect too much change I still am quite confident and when we were talking about who you'd get between Wolves and Liverpool we actually said that we probably prefer to get Liverpool at this point rather than Wolves mainly because of how we played against them a couple of weeks ago but also because they're probably a team that's more out of form than Wolves so I'm still confident that we could progress get through result. Yeah, I've just checked uh, by the way. Uh, and yeah, Trossard I, I is on the bench. Just then, you know, uh, he is on the bench. Um, yeah, so nice. we won't be seeing a Trossard start, unfortunately. As expected. <laughs> as expected. Um, but no, I, I agree with that, Ben. I think I think Liverpool. Uh, I don't fear them as much at the moment, just because of, yeah, how many injuries they've got, the form they're going through. Uh, just yeah, a lot of factors. It seems like they're just not going through a good spell at the moment, and we were very convincing uh, against them. Uh, just the other week so yeah. yeah I'm hopeful for another repeat performance and hopefully we can like imagine winning the FA Cup like that would be huge that would be massive yeah. just imagine winning beating Liverpool be back amazing. to back alone yeah. that would be insane yeah imagine, yeah, imagine yeah. Just that we could just um, say we haven't beaten them at home in like 60 odd years 70 years whatever it was and then yeah, we go and beat them twice in a row that would just be insane yeah, yeah that, 61 that would, that would or something like that mad that would be um, 
Yeah, that would be incredible to, to, to go far in the FA Cup and win it. That'd be incredible. And Ryan, mm. uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the game and um, how do you see it going? I don't know because it, it seems like a lazy opinion to say it'll be a different game, you know, because I feel like that's just everyone saying it. The only thing I do worry about is obviously Lalana will be out. McAllister's got five yellows, hasn't he? Which means he's going to be out of the league. I don't believe he'll be out of the, the FA Cup. That doesn't count, does it? I think you're right. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So that means he will be playing. So I don't know. Yeah, as you say, maybe, uh, I don't know, Gilmore perhaps for Lalana. I don't know whether he fancies Gilmore anymore. Um, so we'll see what he does with midfield. Um, but I'd like to see us go for a strong team um, and just prove that we can do it again and it wasn't some sort of anomaly, fluke thing. And, you know, Brighton beat Liverpool and its normal service resumed. I mean, the way that Liverpool looked against Chelsea was pretty poor. So um, I'd like to think we can actually just go there and beat them again. Uh, depends on what sort of team they put out. But um, I'm going to I'm gonna go... Are we going to score predictions? Yeah, go on. Go for it. Let's do it. All right. I'll go with... I'm going to go with a 2 0. I don't reckon we'll get three this time, but we'll get two. And it's going to be a good day. Nice. Ben? Um, I think it will be a lot of it, our form will be down to Matoma because if Solly March goes missing like he did against Leicester, we'll be very reliant on him because he seemed like the only guy that's creating chances against Leicester. Samiento. And he got, yeah, potentially. But Matoma got the better of Trent so many times a couple of weeks ago. And I don't see why he won't be doing that again, like unless Trent suddenly studied the arts of defending against Matoma. There's no chance that he's <laughs> going to become a better right back in the space of two weeks, I don't think. So on the, and I have full confidence that Matoma will still be very, very good come Saturday or Sunday, sorry. Yeah. So I think it will be, yeah, 2-0 as well. 2-0 Brighton. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1. I think they'll score. I think... Um... That, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why I've got it in my head, like, like Nunes will score or something if he plays. Oh, um, God, yes. Yeah, shout out to Nunes. 2-1. Two, two, I think 2-1. I think yeah, Cole will not be in there as well. Uh, yeah, 2-1, I reckon. Um, but yeah, so I'm confident as well uh, with, with that. Mm. And of course, boys, right. Yeah. But final question before we, we wrap up. Um, it's going to be the 29th until we play next. So uh, that'll be very close yeah. to the, the transfer window closing. We'll start with you, Ryan. Give me one signing if you have, if 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 you want to think that we need it, but give us one signing that you'd like to see completed by the end of the transfer window. Um, let's think. I mean, I think that Colwell's here to stay. I actually have it in my head that we're going to keep him. So really interesting. Yeah, I do. I don't know why. We'll see. Um, I but see I, do, I do. I do manifesting it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps it is. But so my point was, I was going to say it's potentially another centre half because obviously Colwell's out, and I, I do worry about that position. Whether uh, Deserby still fancies Matt Vienko from Shakhtar, um, clearly was one that the Athletic bigged up quite a bit uh, a couple of months ago. Um, Ayari looks like he's coming in anyway. I would love Zaniolo. I've got to be honest, he would be a fantastic signing. I know that some, imagine a statement. Great, but it would be a statement, yeah, and it would be nice European success. Yeah, you see like Bournemouth making good signings as well. And, you know, clubs below us are starting to strengthen. So maybe going into the latter stages of this season to get, definitely consolidate that top six if we want it. I think we need to perhaps go for someone that's quite a statement, especially using Trossard. You lose a bit of a talisman there. So, um, yeah, I would say Zaniolo or um, the Shakhtar defender, Matt Vienko. It would be quite a nice signing as well. Nice. Ben? Yeah, I'd have to agree. But it's not looking good. I know we've still got a few days left. Um, I just It just seems very, very quiet. And I think the Zaniolo one was only like a tier two source if you if you run yeah, with your sources true. like that. True. 
it, but being linked with players like that, it just shows that maybe we are in the market for that sort of player and that sort of calibre of player. Because I can't remember the last time we were linked with a player and we actually knew his name. So it was yeah. <laughs> it's quite, quite something to actually be linked with a player that people know. Um, and yeah, I just think we do need to make one big statement signing. I think the opportunity is there to get Europe this season. And it'd be such a shame if we don't strengthen now. Even to if get they're not like big seventh, name now, just have a... That talisman would be important, I think, is the point. Mm. Like, you know, some, even if they are a 19 year old that costs us 8 million, I, I still think someone, if they're going to come in and score six or seven goals from now until the end of the season, I think it is important losing Trossard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Get, and get him replaced. Uh, I don't have a name, so to speak, but I think for a position that I like to be signed by the end of the transfer window is definitely striker. And I know Ferguson's, you know, balling out and I think yeah, he's Evan. the one to lead the line, but. Mm. You get one injury to Welbeck, which is 99.9% going to happen. And then let's say Ferguson does get injured or suspended, then we're left with Undav, who's been out of favour, who's uh, not really you know, shown the, the qualities that we'd probably like to see from him, and potentially he might be going out on loan, who, who's been linked out to go to a few clubs. I think he needs a loan. Yeah, who are we? Who are we left with? That's you know that is my uh, thing. So I definitely think a striker is key. I would love to see us mm. just strengthen that department. Um but yeah, agreed. I think if you put anyone, you know, goalkeeper, uh, sorry, centre-back, midfielder, like all those positions. Centre-back midfielder, I'd say, is our most needed, I think. It is definitely yeah. There might be summer because, summer signings, I think. Yeah, losing yeah. Wepu, Lalana, you know, they're, they're big, big figures, uh, Trossard. I think that we need that midfield sorted out. Um, you know, and I think the Zerbi said the same. Um, a left-sided centre-back would be nice, but I think that we mm. could even stick with Colwell. But, yeah, it's yeah. that in-between spot, isn't it? But I guess Webster, if he comes back... We shall see. Yeah. I don't know. Midfield. Midfield. I'll stick with that. Midfield. We will see. We will see. Uh, all right, chaps. Absolutely smashed it. As per usual, comments down below. What are we going to go with today? Um, sign some players! Oh, what about... <laughs> or, or what about... Um, it's it it's not actually, Yeah, we can go with that. Or I saw it was quite a funny gag on, on socials. Someone said it was like... Uh, uh, it was all. Oh, it was like a Mark Albrighton joke. It was like we were winning, and then it was uh, all Mark Albrighton. Yeah, it was all Albrighton. It was all Albright. Yeah, it was all Mark. Yeah, Albright. Just put Albrighton, <laughs> but spell it Albrighton. It's in like Mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Uh, right, we'll go with that. Comments down below. We'll go with that. Lovely stuff. That could um, even be the pod title. It was all Mark. There you go. <laughs> it was all. It was all Brighton. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We can, we can think of it off, off point. Yeah, we'll I think I'll put it best. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> chaps, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we have been your hosts, Maz, Ben and Ryan. Please do like, comment and subscribe. It really does mean a lot and we do appreciate it. And of course, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, leave us a little, you know, five-star review or, you know, do all that good stuff. It really does help. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we'll see you after the Liverpool game. Peace. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason.
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.